Well, hello out there. Welcome to Banter Town. It's Talk About That Podcast with me, John Driver, my co-host, Johnny W. Yo. And our great friend and co-host and producer, Dane Allen. Hello. It's, uh, man, this is two in a row. Well, it's more than two in a row. Oh, you all mean three that's all together. together? This is episode 11. Yeah. <laughs> Your <laughs> name is John. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to be with you guys today. It's going to be uh, an awesome episode. I actually had a comment, by the way, that mm. last episode was one of our listeners' favorites. Yeah, when we were sick, and I was shocked. I, I honestly, it was a pretty good episode as well. My wife so, enjoyed it. Yeah. She loved the whole Blucifer thing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she loved it because it was like, she conspiracy didn't, stuff? Yeah, I think she didn't know about it, and then she said it made her laugh. She said, I think it just made her spit out her drink or something. <laughs> she did a spit take that's somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's good. It's fun to make your wife laugh. That's still a real thrill for me. I like that. I yeah, agree. There's something about that. It's very, yeah. It's, yeah, it's intoxicating to make anybody laugh. But when you make your wife laugh, because she knows, she knows all your tricks, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's pretty yeah. cool. Well, that's, well, we'll get to family situations and like... I'll have some family members that I can make laugh every time. Yeah. And my wife is always like, hey, don't encourage him. You yeah. Know, like, don't, because she knows where I'm going. It right, doesn't work right. on her. So, yeah, yeah if you she's get immune. It, if you get it to work on her, then you know. Like, yeah, this was actually pretty funny. good. Yeah. 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 So I was listening to somebody do a comedy bit about that. I think it was Kevin Hart, and he was talking about how, like, he hates young love. He hates new love when he sees somebody that's in love and it's new mm-hmm. because they don't have, they haven't put the time in to know what love really is. Yeah. And so they'll be like trying to share a juice. Like, you want to sip this juice? And you say, oh, now I'm have some juice. You want some juice? Some juice? And he's like, you see that same person? Like, they've been 10 years in. He's like, they're like, you want me to give you some juice? I just went in. Why didn't you ask me if you want a juice? You know, <laughs> this is the whole thing. And it's true. Like, the fight, you fight over nothing yeah. when you're married a long time. And, uh, it, it, but it doesn't feel like it's a. It's going to end you. It just feels like if you touch one more of my fries, I will murder you. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted fries. <laughs> Emily, Emily legitimately gets upset with me if I try to like take something off of her. Yeah, plate. or like you order dessert. You're like, you are we getting dessert? And she's like, No, I don't think I want anything. And, and she, she sees it coming. All of a sudden, she's spooning your oh. ice cream, and you're like, Look, lady. <laughs> I don't care. If she does it to me, I don't care. But if I do that to her, okay. game over. Well, you guys We're have, fighting. You guys have real problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, this, you are that. young love, though. You've been, you only been married, was it three years going on three uh, years? Four years. Four years. But we've been together for ten. Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was really young. That was a, that was a camp. That was summer camp. Yeah, I was, I was 15. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's, that's weird. That's beautiful. 16. Wow. I was 16. Okay. I was 16. That's just yes. a baby. Yeah. Just yeah, a baby. That's very weird. And your beard's grown out now since Do people... Then. <laughs> you, have a, you can't grow a beard, can't you? You can't grow a beard, can you, man? I can't do it's it. It's real patchy. Would you grow one if you could? If I could, yes, would? I like would. That's why he's beard. growing his head instead. But you've got, doesn't no, look you, good, man. Let me tell you why. You don't need a beard because you've got the dimple, right? I have dimples, yeah. It's really just one, though. It doesn't matter, though. I don't Isn't care it just about one dimples. dimple? I don't, do I? Let me see it. I thought there's one prominent dimple and one that's not. Yeah, it's only one prominent dimple. You have one that's kind of like, eh, eh. It's yeah, not. It's not as, yeah, it's not as strong yeah. as the other one. Uh, which I don't know what that's about. I don't know. That, wow. Can anybody, well, that's a question I'd like. a disproportionate dimple. You'll never be, you'll never <laughs> be a male model. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> if I had those dimples, I would never grow facial hair to cover that up. Like dimples are, that's, a that's the thing. Johnny, you really that's think great. adding a dimple to you would be all that it took? Oh, no, I need, <laughs> <laughs> I've got dimples that are just in other places. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, 
I actually, I actually uh, met with someone today, and and we were laughing about you talking about marriage, and he he was actually saying he's like, well, they've been married a long time. He said, man, my wife just wasn't just wasn't talking to me, and and I'm upset about it. Yeah, but I know there's nothing wrong. He's like, it's one of those things in marriage. Like I'm about to make something wrong. Because, right. Even though there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you really do. The longer you've been together, it's so easy that you're no longer, sometimes you do fight about real things, but you're no longer fighting about real things most of the time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're fighting about, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Just yeah. the, the tension of right. just sharing space, I guess, in life. Well, right? and I'm the, I'm the sensitive person in our relationship. So I'm the woman I'm the woman in our relationship. So I'm the one That's who a will, gross stereotype. I'm the <laughs> but I'm saying like generally like if you talk about gender roles, normally it's like when you see if you see like comedians are great examples of like they set the tone and culture of like men don't care, you know. Right. They'll just they just want to watch TV. What are you thinking? Nothing. You know, men aren't thinking right. anything. That's the answer to that right, question. Right. And meanwhile, women are like, let's talk about where are we? Where are we right now? <laughs> and so, but I'm that guy. I'm the where are we right now yeah, person. And and Curry will be like, I'll be like, I don't feel like we're connecting sometimes. And she'll be like, Oh God! I can just feel her <laughs> losing her patience with me. <laughs> it is so it's so shaming. You're like, oh, sh- should I be? Yeah. No, I am the guy that can make a problem out of nothing. Yeah. For, for certain. Yeah. And Laura's just learned that she she's just very gentle with me. That I have to talk it out. Yeah. I, I have to. I'm gonna have to look. We can act like I don't have to. We've been mm-hmm. down that road. It's just going to come out in a week or whatever. We yeah. might as well do it now. And then I usually feel better once I talked it out. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some of that I think is right. I, I think we all should talk things out. And I think the dudes who say I'm thinking nothing. Right. I think they are a, thinking something. It, it's a real defense mechanism to to throw up a, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to have to engage because engaging right. is for losers or whatever. It's yeah. like, you know, well. Well, I, yeah, yes, I want to make sure. Because, I mean, part of it now, too, is just what I do for a living. I'm gone so much mm-hmm. that I want to make sure when I'm home that we're not – I'm not losing connect- – I'm not – we're not yeah. we're not drifting apart sure. emotionally and all that. So I'm, I'm extra cautious that we're connecting and that we're on the same page and that it's not just like I've got this separate life yeah. that I'm building, you know, in Topeka. And then I come <laughs> home and it's like, so how is your – you know, and it's just a weird thing. Because uh, yeah, you don't want to have to fix that struggle on the road. Over yeah, the you know, and 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 That's uh, bad. no, it's no good. Yeah, when you just it's like, but I will say this: I was talking to John about this the other day because we were talking about somebody else who's a friend of ours who seems to be in a relationship with somebody who some women don't like it when you have fun without them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like if they sense that you're enjoying your life apart from them in any way, there's going to be like a reckoning for that. Right. And I don't think I could live that way. I don't, and I just kind of lucked out and was blessed that I don't have a partner yeah, like that. But same. But well, uh, I think men, I think men do that too. Men do it too. I, I think it's a. I, I think you assume that it's a maturity issue in a relationship that like that's going to happen in early stages. Uh-huh. But are you saying? I'm trying to think of people later in life that that's still the case. You know, I, I want I would love to almost test that theory because certainly in in young adulthood and teenage yeah. years, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you're supposed to be my world, you know. Right. You uh, complete me. Right. You're the other half of me. What do you mean you need bowling night? <laughs> Why are you going to the movies with the guys? It's like because I like I they're a piece of what I need in my life to you know what I'm saying like right. it's okay. 
And I think it's that's a thing too in church culture sometimes when we we reinforce that that there's the other half of you out there somewhere and when you find them yeah. it will it will make you feel fulfilled for, uh, for everything. And then when it doesn't happen, we get disillusioned. Yeah. And instead of going, well maybe my camp counselor was wrong, like we we go, no, that this has to be right because it's how it is in the movie, so that's what I'll chase down. Instead of realizing, like, I push Curry towards other, uh, like, uh, female relationships outside, I'll go, if I'm going to be gone a weekend, I'll be like, call call Mary Beth and y'all go to dinner. Yeah. You know, yeah. go do something because I don't want to think of her just sitting around when I'm gone. I want her to have, like, a life outside of us because it, it's healthier, you know. Yeah, totally. And um, so I don't know. But, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that the church has not done any us any favors because I think – Sometimes now, not all church, but I'm saying like there has been mixed messages sent along the way. I sure. remember, I remember feeling that that there was one person, and that was your soulmate, and that's the and and you can only be happy. And if you chose the wrong person, right? God help you. And I just don't, I don't know if I believe in soulmates in that same way. In other words, I think that it's like remember you used to teach this thing about the author and the editor. You know, Jesus yeah. is the author and the finisher, and the word finisher means editor. That's what right. the finisher meant. Like I think that I think that way about God sometimes. Like there's there was a path for me for sure, but there's also God going like, well, you're way off. So let me figure out how to reroute you, mm-hmm. right, to get you close. And I think if I'd married some person that I had to like constantly be at war with or or in war with myself to to maintain a relationship with, that God would just give me the strength to deal with that, yeah. or or maybe it wouldn't have worked out, and I would go to well, marriage. I don't know. Maybe you, you would you would acclimate you would change some people are peace adapt. i think i'm a peacemaker like like i some people say i'm a people plea i'm a uh, recovering approval junkie whatever i'm a people pleaser but i do have a peacemaker vibe inside of me that i think god put there in the words i don't come in trying to stir up conflict i try to diffuse conflict that's right. why i do comedy i'm trying to diffuse weird feelings in the room if somebody's having a bad day i want to make them feel better right so because of that i think i could probably be with a lot of different people honestly yeah yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't that doesn't discount my relationship with my wife, who I feel very blessed to have. Nope. Already just, texted her. Wow. <laughs> She's listening right now. But you know what I mean? Do you know a what I mean? Tear. Like I think your personality type determines a lot of things. But I think now I could be married to somebody and be a real doormat. If I married somebody who was a really yeah. strong personality who took advantage of my peacemaking yeah. vibe, right. I would be miserable yeah. because I'd be like, well, gosh, I just I feel like I've got to do everything to make this work, and she would take advantage of it. Yeah. Now I'd be miserable, but that doesn't mean that. Uh, it wouldn't like st- I would still be married probably to that person because I just feel like marriage is for life, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you you said a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of where to start. Holy Some people are married to really chatty people. <laughs> Can I say that? No, Comedian, no. Are you? <laughs> I think I think the beauty of the sovereignty and the mystery of the sovereignty of God uh, when you talk about those paths that that this is not the path I was supposed to go down or this one is. Yeah, is that God is intimately aware of all the possibilities of the paths and yet when it's all said and done i think what god redeems is is just as good as what god creates and i think we kind of almost act like well god redeemed this life of mine after all these bad choices man what could i have been if it would have if i wouldn't have made those choices yeah and i really am a believer that what god does with the redemption like i think about okay and this is a, a nerdy preacher thing to say but this is so cool to me so the fall of man mm-hmm. that's a pretty bad deal um, yeah i mean i may be 
under-exaggerating that. <laughs> you know, the fall of oh, man. man's a pretty bad deal. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Chuck Swindoll used to say that. <laughs> I think Billy Graham had a sermon said, you know, the fall friends, of man, colon, a real really bad, bad deal. deal. <laughs> man, you know, bum, friends. Bummer. Um, I... I think about the I think about the fact that God has made from the worst mistake ever made in the in the of all the ages of all humanity that because of Jesus and the redemption he made something better than mm-hmm. what was before and that is uh, the redeemed he's made he's made those who will be joint heirs of the Christ yeah. which didn't even exist in the Garden of Eden in the same way. And so he's created. He's he's literally what he's what he's redeemed is better than than even what he created. Yeah. what he created, they're both perfect. It's not that, but that there's no. He's going to take all things. There's a line yeah. from a Stephen Curtis Chapman song that just gets me every time. That he says nothing will be wasted in the end. Yeah, and that, that all the time because I feel like I go through life and I feel like I, mean, I was praying that this morning. I don't want to waste. Like I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to waste my choices. Yeah, I want it to count, you know, and when you screw up and you freak out and you lose heart and you doubt and you lose faith and you feel like oh, I've wasted that time now, but realizing that God's not confined to that time and that the beauty of what he does, the, the miracle of what he does is nothing will be wasted. Like he, he's, he's, oh, even the bad choices back to the original thing, even the bad paths are not deterring him from the ability to create in mm-hmm. his sovereignty, the perfect path for you yeah. in, in the in the long run. So, and to the whole point of the soulmate thing, um, I absolutely believe what you said is true. That, in fact, I'm writing a book right now. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> you can pick yeah, it up from, I uh, hear that pitch coming there. Come on, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, here's uh, a plug for John. <laughs> it's called vertical marriage actually it's with dave and ann wilson it's going to be coming out next year for zondervan vertical marriage marriage, yeah and yeah and then the whole idea is it's real simple concept but you know you got to have a vertical point like if you're just trying to get someone on this human horizontal plane Mm -hmm. to fill a hole in you that they're not designed and created to fill which is the understanding it goes back to that Mm -hmm. it's not just not just Jerry Maguire, but like we truthfully expect a person to fulfill us in ways that they cannot. And and so when they don't, there's this broken vow inside of us, this disillusionment. Even though that person never claimed to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you expect them to be able to because the movies and everything else say when you find – and you know, I think you're right. In some ways, the church, um, that we've made it where if you find that soulmate or that perfect person, this is going to be some great fulfillment for you. And in th- it is. But it only is if there's if the vertical is involved in both, so that you keep everybody in their right place. To know that my wife fulfills so much in my life, but only because of the presence of God in our life. Otherwise, I'm asking more of her than she is capable uh, mm-hmm. to give. So anyway, wow. And now I talked a long time. Good grief! Jeez, you did it. You, At least you worked it. in a book plug. You can pick it up on Amazon. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's even available yet. But, uh. is, there, is there another book out called Horizontal Marriage? Because it sounds kind of <laughs> that'd be great. risque. Kind of horizontal. Let's get horizontal in our marriages. It just sounds very salty. Uh. <laughs> well, and oddly enough, we were we were uh, brainstorming other titles the other day. I yeah. hope it was okay for me to put that book title out. 
Well, I mean, sure it it's is. Too late now. Oh wow! Now the millions. Well, because what can happen? Somebody steals it, and then you haven't copywritten it oh, yet. Oh my gosh! I'm pretty sure that the publisher's copywritten it. So anyway, everything's fine, guys. Yeah, and everything. I'm sure they're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll talk about how John diagonal, lost his career. Diagonal marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but we were thinking about other. <laughs> Are you a bishop in your house? <laughs> God's called you to be a bishop. God's crazy. Some of you are acting like knights out there. You're moving in L patterns. You're confusing people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chess. Yeah. It's a chess joke. Yeah, I got it. Okay, it's fine. I just thought it was <laughs> stupid. You're going straight to L. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, I thought another title for it could be from what we're talking about. The book is yeah. "So You Married the Wrong Person." Oh boy. Dot dot dot, and everyone does because. Just saying, so you married the wrong person sounds like this is just a book for people in crisis. Yeah, but the truth is, everybody marries the wrong person. Yeah, but there's no such thing wow, as the right person, heavy. you know. And then I realized when we started googling it, there's a book out there called "So You Married, married the, the Wrong, wrong person. person," and there's another book called "And Everybody Marries the Wrong Person." Oh, so I was like, well, wow. my, my guess is that's already been taken. It's a great so, idea, dude, though. Yeah. It is not escape like you you. Yeah. There is no original thought. I feel like now. No. You know what? When I was on the, one of the things exist. that really kind of inspired me when I was on the bu- first bus trip I took with Tim uh, Hawkins, and he was talking about uh, who's name know, dropping now. No, but oh he was. Gosh. But I'm just saying, like it. It showed me like his humanity in a cool way because I've had some deep conversations with him yeah. in the past five or six years traveling with him, and one of the things we talked about was his marriage, and like he does only like a hundred shows a year, even though he could probably keep a full calendar, do 200 shows, 250 shows a year, and just be gone, be in Never Never Land, and let his four kids raise themselves, right. you know. Sorry I missed your birthday, buckaroo. Here's another iPad. He could be that guy, you know. <laughs> but he does, he, he wants to be home and drive carpool and all that, so he's done that. And But he was talking about his marriage, and they've been through some stuff, man. Heather had breast cancer and double mistake, and the whole thing. It was just, they've been through some stuff, real life stuff, hard stuff. And more than that, just general disillusionment that we all go through in our marriages. You just, like you said, you realize like, oh, this person can't fulfill me for everything. I got to make peace with that. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, that once the infatuation wears off, like I have to get down to the business of how do I communicate with this other person? How do I, how do I connect still? And so he was talking about that with me one time and he said, "Um, my wife is just the one for me. And he goes, do you know how I know? And I go, how? He goes, because I'm married to her. Yeah. And I was like, that's heavy. That's cool. I loved that because it was like, I've decided she's the one because mm-hmm. yeah. we're married now. Right. I yeah. was like, that's that's what it should be. That's Absolutely. beautiful. And I know there's people out there and they may be in crisis and they just go, sure. wow, I've blown it or my husband or wife's far away from God. And I get that. And man, divorce is just a reality that we all have to reconcile. But I will say that, man, if it's just something that, that just takes work and effort, then it's worth the effort. Definitely worth it. But it takes two. It takes two people to make the effort too. So right, and, and some again, people just feel trapped, and they they they're all, they feel like they're the only ones making the effort. So that's different. And that's some of those stories that we're hearing from people right now. Is it's amazing what God can redeem from seemingly unredeemable situations. Yeah, you know, and 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 we can make out of it. You would think, oh, no, there's no way we can come back from this because I'm going to always know what you did. And yeah. and that's just not – that's actually not true. I mean there are – there. I think, yes, there are biblical reasons even to get out of a marriage. Yeah. Um, and, and we're certainly – hey, you know, if you're, if you're in an abusive situation, things like that, hey, get yourself safe and, 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 and get away from those things. Um, but there's absolutely just amazing things that God does in all, all the situations. So – um, that's great. But yeah, there is a thing like the Hollywood does to us, and it kind of rewires our brains 
in the wrong way to what we what we think other people are experiencing. They must be experiencing in their marriages, and it sets you up for that disillusionment. But I still like romantic comedies. I don't know why. Like I'm again, I'm softy. I like I like a really well written, funny romantic comedy. But when I'm watching it, I realize that what I'm watching is a fantasy. I don't think of it as like, well, that's just how it all works. Right. And um, so I don't know. Do you, do you like those? Do you like those kind of movies, or do you like, oh boy, here we go? Like, I'm not talking about like Hallmark Channel. I'm talking about like when Harry met Sally and those yeah, kind of movies. Love those movies. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Like, um, what was the <sighs> Sleepless in Seattle? What's the What's the one? What's the I'm one? Just start shouting at movie companies <laughs> or movies that aren't Shallow romantic comedies. Four, <laughs> four Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> what's the one? What's the one? Ten ways, ten, ten ways, ten to things lose I hate about you. Ten no. ways to lose a guy. Ten things I hate about you is brilliant. How to lose a guy in ten days? Uh, okay. uh, I don't like yeah. that one. Yeah, McConaughey. Like that. That's a funny movie to me right, because right. the the tricks that she pulls. Yeah, I mean it's hilarious to me. Like and I wasn't a big dater Kate Hudson, per se. Right. Yeah, you but, were a big dater. Well, you know, Johnny, you who's a, keeping count really? But the the, the deal <laughs> is. <52. laughs> <laughs> but some of the things that, but the the spirit of how of what she did to make him uncomfortable to try to get rid of him yeah. that you see happening in relationships and yeah. all these years as you know working with young adults in relationships like it was funny it was funny that somebody had really put them all together yeah and that she knew what to do I I, I think that that movie's hilarious. but that's a two, that's a thing too that goes with like gender role traditional gender roles and how they've shifted some too. To where the guy's going to be uncomfortable if you do this, and the girl's going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. if this. Like some of that's changing, sure. you know. And maybe some of that's okay. Like I don't. This whole idea that like we're feminizing men. Like I think there is some of that, but at mm-hmm. some point it's like if a if if a woman is a lawyer <laughs> and the guy stays home with the kids and he right. feels emasculated by society because he does that, right? That's wrong to me. He shouldn't feel sure. that. He should just feel like we're a team. She's doing this part. It's not a traditional necessarily for right. 50s housewife or whatever, but where it's a different era and like whatever. You went to law school and I didn't. Yes, I'll watch the kids. You know what I'm mean, saying? You're like, also talking into a glass device that's going to space. I mean, we can stop right. acting like that everything is the yeah. same. And I mean, right. also a phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got the glass. Hey, hand me, hand me my glass, Dane. Um, uh, I'm going to talk to them angels. Um, <laughs> No, I think it's a. I think I think about David all the time. You know, as much as we want to categorize people and, and put everybody into a certain yeah. place, like I always ask the question: Whatever happened to the Renaissance men and people who did a lot of things? David is like such a. Um, he's so many things in in his life seem so counterintuitive to the others. I mean, you got this guy that's this crazy warrior. Right. I mean. You read the stories of his battles, yeah. and I mean, he was a, a, literally a legend yeah. in his own time. And he played the harp. And he played the harp. Right. Right? There's not a whole lot of people. Like if Norman Schwarzkopf <laughs> pulled out like a piccolo and started playing a, like a really, you know, a yeah. flitty kind of tune. You're like, hey, <laughs> sure, I won Desert Storm. But watch this. <laughs> and then, like, children were summoned somehow. That's a different yeah. fable. But, like, yeah, you're right. It's a weird thing. And, like, we can't really deal with that. We want our men to be like, we can't, well, yeah. just, I mean, we can't deal with the side that also wrote the Psalms and wrote poems and wrote and cried out to God because he's like, he's, he, felt, he felt shame on a level that men don't normally, we're not in touch with. Yeah. He understood 
what his sin meant to God. And like, I feel like that's one thing that's kind of different from today's like church. Cause I feel like we talk about grace a lot, but I think one thing sometimes we do instead of saying, man, the grace of God is so great. What we do is we go to the other extreme. We minimize the sin. Yeah. We make it act like the sin wasn't a big deal. Right. And I'm saying the sin is such a big deal. That's why the grace is even a bigger deal. Yeah. You know, instead of being like, no, no, it's okay. We all sin, whatever. It's like, no, the sin is still huge. It's just that this is how much bigger the grace is. And I think David understood that. And we're kind of, I think we've lost some of that. Yeah, absolutely. He somehow knew, he didn't minimize his his value before God. See, I think that's what often, people are afraid if they if they truly acknowledge the depth of what it is that's separated from God, that they're going to minimize their value to God. Yeah. I think that's why we don't do it. If I really huh. acknowledge that, then I'm I'm acknowledging that God shouldn't, care yeah. like it I mean, the the truth is that's the 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 more miraculous miracle of it yeah is that actually not only whether you acknowledge it or not it's true and the fact that god's grace for you is so incredible right is already a testimony you're missing out on yeah. on your understanding of its depth by not acknowledging your depth of need for it yeah by, by keeping it by minimizing your sin and minimizing your distance because you think you're saving something, you're actually preventing something. Well, it's like, I, you know, yeah, we want to go to the, the – we're afraid of being humanists and saying like, well, we have – but we do have intrinsic value. Like it's been instilled in us by God and our value was proven yeah. because we were worth dying for. So it's like – but we're almost afraid to say that because we're like, well, no, it's lo- – I'm not worthy. And yes, we're not worthy, but yes, we are because obviously we're worthy or he wouldn't have done it. So it's like – and that's not a new belief. Like sometimes people act like – because I heard a, a Christmas song last night somebody was doing it. It's an old Christmas song called Oh Holy Night. And I was like, oh, great. And I listened to the words, and there's, this, there's, a, there's a, a verse in there that says, till he appeared and the soul fell, it felt its worth. Yeah. And I thought, man, wow, powerful. Like, mm. we didn't know what we were worth until then. Yeah. And so that's not humanism. That's not saying where we have value outside of God. It's saying, like, no, this is, this is what it really means to have value. And I'm going to take us down a whole other trail off I of this it. now do. because um, – I don't normally like Christmas music. Let me just say that. So I love it. I'll quote so Christmas. We got to get to Christmas music in a second. Yeah. I want to say this as kind of a plug for something in the future, but yep. I want us to talk about the Enneagram. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the Is this en- a new sponsor? Enneagram. <laughs> brought to you by Enneagram. It's, they show up at your house and – It's I-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. My wife is, is, is really studying it. It's on a lot of podcasts. It's on a lot of places. It's right. actually an ancient – thing that has resurfaced but it's it's not like your traditional personality tests and all those things but it it is a there's a number system one to nine but it's it no one's wrong and no one's right in it and well, then i don't want to it's be part of this very, i want to be right it's very accurate okay it's in, in the it's not hey, just of course it's accurate mm-hmm. it, you're answering questions about yourself I don't understand. I don't understand why we need these personality okay. tests. It's not a personality this test. This is not it what is, Game of Thrones. Though, this is, is a personality. This test. is not what Game of Thrones character are you? This is I like know what a it real is. I've done test. the enneagram before. I, I'm answering questions. Oh, that's right. Your wife loves enneagram about myself to get way, some conclusion about myself. I'm like, didn't I already know this? By the way, you're Tyrion Lannister. Go ahead, John. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll, I'll happily be Tyrion. <laughs> It's, a, it's awesome. the reason. I'm just kidding, you're the reason, Dane, is exactly what Johnny just said. It's that it, it, that's the point. We're afraid to learn a lot about ourselves because we've been taught. I, even what in, I'm arguing in, is that I already knew all those things about myself. Why would I need this book to tell me the same thing? But what if about myself? What if it reveals something that you didn't know? 
like, oh, that's why I act that way because I'm seeking. Like there is a test that you can take and it's the narcissism test. Like you can find out what level, how high are you on the ladder of being a total <laughs> narcissist, you know? I bet somebody made that test just to get back at me. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there, Dan? Yeah. Who nice. said I'm paranoid? Clarence? He's lying. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, and, and, and the thing, and you hit it on the head, the difference between Enneagram and other things. Lots of those other personality tests, they're based upon what you do, okay? Enneagram is about helping you understand why, what motivates you, what 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 in your life is the reason you know, that you I, are. I don't know the are. complete history about the Enneagram, but do you do you know? Anything about the history of Enneagram? Should I, where, do, I go online, do I go online to take this and pay 50 bucks or something? What do I do? No, no, no. Do you know where it came from? I do. Oh, no. So let's talk about that. All right. Tell me. No, I don't know the whole thing. <laughs> if you're saying you do know the whole thing, I would rather you explain it. <laughs> I know. Explain to everyone listening how crazy this is. I know a lot, but I'm like, not comfortable just, talking about it yet until I get like my ancient, facts straight. Ancient druids. I'm ringing my it's wife. It's weird. I'm ringing my wife. It's really weird. No, it's not druids. It's weird. Is it worse than druids? No, I, I think it came from monks, didn't it? No. Well, they have the I'm same outfit. They have the same outfit. Guys, I druids and ha- monks have the same outfit. Let me just I, say I, that. <laughs> I didn't want to have this talk because, listen, I just wanted to preview it. One I, of them has you a hood. Started this. Druids have a hood and they're oh. creepier. Like red eyes, probably. I like the idea. Look, let's not go there yet, Dane. I want to bring my wife on and talk about Enneagram. <laughs> and it's going to be great. She Does remembers- she get like a commission? <laughs> Is this like Avon? <laughs> No, she does not get a commission. We're just fascinated by it, okay. and I learned some things about myself. Yeah. I really, really did. Yeah, that oh, that's why. Like I said, that's why. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a uh, six, and what does that? Have? A six is, um, <laughs> you mean like attractive wise? Because I'm thinking <laughs> more of like a you're like I'm a three like and a, a, uh, like a three and a half maybe, <laughs> and that like a Nashville, you're a two. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, you're like well, a Knoxville five. Well, we're going to talk more about Enneagram. Okay. I want us to all take it. Right. Dane says he's already taken it, so I want his results. Yeah. Whenever it's time. Dane, if you've done this. Yeah, you I should don't try it. Remember what I am. Honestly. So it obviously affected you deeply. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's not talk about history right now. You're going to go Google. You're going to go Google Enneagram and Druids or something and come up with some garbage. <laughs> like my wife's reading whole books on it, and I'm learning as we go. Just, I just wanted to you know say. What else, how do you know what else there's whole books on? <laughs> <laughs> Satanism, John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but I did want to talk about Christmas. Oh, that's it, a good segue. It's Christmas time. To Christmas. It's Christmas time in Banter City. Oh yeah. And so, uh, Dane, you don't like Christmas music, Johnny? Is this what well, I heard? Well, here's what I don't like: people okay that start playing Christmas music right okay after Halloween. Like the minute oh. Halloween's over, they're okay, like, "I won't do that." Okay. What I, do you, then it's not as special. You have to wait until like it's Christmas time to play Christmas. But music. sometimes I'll hear a song and I'll be like, I don't know why, but I like this song. Like whenever I hear Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas," yes, it's very catchy. It's so good. It's like it's like it's a great. It's a quality song. I heard a kid at Sadie's musical recital yeah. play that on piano, and they they butchered it. But because oh. they were a kid, but but I was but but the but I thought, man, the chords and the chain. And it was a difficult song. They didn't. That was. Let me take this back. They didn't butcher it. They did great. <laughs> And they Who's, played it. Who are you talking about? This, this some parent, little kid was, was playing. I know they're listening. Jeez. The offenses are so great today. <laughs> well, kids just don't know. They don't have the saying, range. Kids don't have the range to sing a Mariah Carey They weren't song. singing. It was playing on piano. It's a very oh, difficult song. No. When I was listening to the chords, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a very ambitious attempt for, for anybody. And so, God. Dang, can we edit that? Um, no, we're not editing that. That's no, that that Why stay. would we need to edit well, that? Well, I don't want to hurt somebody. They know the spirit of what you meant. You're a six. Okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> but yes, the I'll say this: Christmas music, the the the, the chords, the chord progressions, yeah, like it's just so They're it's intricate. just so different. They're very different. You know, yeah. things things are really well done because of it. You can't play a lot of uh, Christmas songs on the guitar because it's a different chord yeah. for every word. We three kings of Orient are. <laughs> it's it's eight hard. chords. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to do this. Y'all have all played for the Christmas Eve service mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah. yeah. So I have to do it every year and usually one of you is with me yeah. in some capacity. And I always play on piano because of that yeah, very reason. A lot of the changes. guitar is absolutely... It's difficult. If you're not a Dane Allen guitar player, it's right. nice. That's true. You so. don't, if you don't... <laughs> <laughs> But Dane loves. I love Dane music just so freaks much. out about it. I'll well, walk you just, in. You put out a thing recently. Yeah, uh, me and a buddy put out a video just for fun. We're not selling it or anything, but it's just a Christmas medley. Okay, we did like all the like classic, like Nat King Cole, and you're playing Bing guitar Crosby, and singing, and like he's on ones. keys, right? Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's on YouTube, right? It's on and YouTube. It, how, no, I'm sorry, it's not on YouTube. Yeah, we may Facebook? post it eventually, but I don't think Facebook? maybe we will. It's Facebook. Too. Oh, it's just Facebook, eh? Well. How would we go find it, Dane? Just look up Facebook. Look up <laughs> <laughs> Could you spell that? You uh, yeah, so F-A-A-B. Josiah, the other guy in the video, Josiah posted it, so it's on his stuff. Josiah. Uh, Josiah Prince is his name. He plays guitar oh. for Disciple. That sounds like a man. Josiah Prince does not sound like a guy who plays in Disciple. It sounds like... A guy who's on Sounds TV. Like a, yeah, like a televangelist. I'm Josiah Prince. <laughs> Stretch your hands towards the screen. <laughs> Won't you come? Keep those cards and letters are coming. <laughs> so Josiah is like whoa, super talented. Yeah. Like went to school and knows every one of those chords that you're talking about that are so mm-hmm. difficult to play on guitar and piano. Yeah. And so he arranged the medley. We, we both knew we wanted to do something together. So he arranged this medley and said, what do you think? I was like, dude, this is perfect right okay. out of the gate. And so we just recorded it. We recorded it uh, to sound like kind of old timey, yeah, like classical, like, like record vinyl. hiss and stuff. Yeah, on exactly. It, yeah. So it, maybe not so far, yeah, on the end of that spectrum, but so it's still kind of revel- relevant. But I think uh, I think he did a great job on it, and I think uh, I'm really happy with the way it came out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking a LaCroix, John? Not a sponsor, not a sponsor. LaCroix. Can I say to you that I think people who are drinking <laughs> I think people who are drinking LaCroix are a hundred percent just sheep because it tastes sheep. terrible. Johnny, I don't trust you. You don't like you, coffee. I so you have no ability to speak. I don't like anything. bitter, tasteless things. That's LaCroix's terrible. The whole world likes coffee and LaCroix. Uh, and I can't you vouch, think that we're I cannot crazy. vouch for that flavor. No. But there are a couple flavors that are I actually really like. <sighs> and I, I the reason I started drinking LaCroix is to get healthy, like have some flavor. So I'm not drinking just straight basic water. Uh, have some flavor with like eating food and that kind of thing. Right. And it's not bad. It is not bad. There are some flavors that are terrible. Yeah. But but John drinks mineral water, too. And I'll say this, too. If you let a LaCroix sit for over 10 minutes, uh-huh. it becomes uh-huh. just a fizzy burp. If like, it tastes hot, like burp. If it's hot, yeah, hot, fizzy things are never good. It's real gross. Like, I bought, um, I was trying to go to sleep, because I had, like, a couple of dates in a row where I didn't get a lot of rest. I had to catch an early flight. So once I got to the hotel that night after the second show, I was like, I'm going to sleep. So I took some, like, Advil PM, and I was going to lay down. And I usually drink – I drink too much soda. But then I was drinking soda. But I, so I didn't want to drink a soda, but I didn't want to drink water because mm-hmm. I don't like water. 
Yeah, what I'm a terrible. Boring. I'm a terrible person. What a boring. So I got a sprite, a diet, a diet <laughs> sprite zero. Which is oh, just, yeah. My gosh. And then I took my little, and then I, but I woke up the next day and there's this half a bottle of sprite diet mm-hmm. sprite zero, and I took a drink and it was hot. No, is that's not. Jeez, yeah, that's like a punch in the face. Yeah, the first thing I do if we go somewhere is always buy some waters. Just cause, just for nighttime, if nothing else. Nighttime waters. Yeah, but don't you just pee all night when you drink? Are you that age yet? Mm, I mean, if I drink that much, but I just need to wet the whistle, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's a that that phrase makes you seem even older. Yeah, are you sure you're a six? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a sixty-six. So I texted my wife uh, during all this, and no, so no, she's um, going to be defensive of the. No, no, no. Oh, were we talking about enneagrams again? Yeah, um, it sounds like a tribal tattoo that you would get i'm trying to i got one of those enneagrams yeah it's yeah very... my church is pretty upset <laughs> see i don't know for centuries this is a quote this is quoting a doctor uh for centuries great christian teachers have said knowing yourself is just as important as knowing god some people will say that's feel good psychology when actually it's just good theology he said and they go on how john calvin put it Without knowledge of – just John Calvin. Mm-hmm. Without knowledge of self, there's no knowledge of God. So that I think that's the whole idea. It's not It's not to – and that's David. David's psalms are searching the depths of his own yeah. self so he can just, so he can understand how God is relating to him and, and vice versa. But anyway, I, right. I want us to have these talks in the future. That's all I wanted to say. I know we're talking about you want me to get tested. I want to use Johnny in for essence. many things. <laughs> in essence. <laughs> this one just being one of them. I'll make a list for you. Um, guys, we, we've we already talked about some serious things today, yeah. uh, but I, I think I think we would be remiss. Oh, no. Oh, well, number one, go listen to Dane's song if we didn't say it. It's really good. It is great. I've listened to it. It's, it's, it's really good. Um, and share it. It's several. Like it. It's many songs. It's like a, Yeah, it's like a medley. It's a medley. I counted it up. It's like, because we're thinking about maybe trying to sell it, but Why not? publishing turned us down because you literally have to get publishing. Oh, right. Like all permission the from all the publishing on each song. Ugh. Are there any Christmas songs that are just free? Uh, whatever you call it. What's there, it some that are that old. It's, I think it's 50 Public years domain. after, Public domain. after yeah. death of the writer. Wow. That's a long way. Is that right, John? So we got a long way. Maybe, maybe a hundred. We got sure. a long way from Mariah Carey. Yeah, exactly. So that, <laughs> she's that's yeah, exactly. She's still here. There's some really old ones that are public domain. Are you threatening Mariah Carey right no, now? No, in, in no way. <laughs> she uh she is she was in the news, okay. Cause she was gonna miss a bunch of performances. She actually had weight loss surgery, okay. Because oh. I don't know what that's all about, but she had weight you know, it's it's Hollywood. But she came back and she, she did a show this weekend and she was signing things from the front of stage. Did you see this video? Nope. Look it up. Look it up on Twitter. Twitter, Mariah Carey, and Twitter trending. Or? Just do Twitter because you'll see the video. She's signing for some people in the front while she's singing, okay? And she seems as though she's sitting down. So okay, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's singing. She's singing on the front of a stage, and people are reaching out and trying to touch her hand, and they're reaching out, and she's signing some things, too. So she's like, and she's sitting it on her lap and signing it and holding the microphone on the other hand. All I want. Or whatever. And she's signing. <laughs> And then you realize the camera pans back, and she's not sitting on anything. She is in a seated position as though there's an invisible chair underneath her. And she's been in this position for 30 seconds by now. And you're like, I think Mariah Carey's magic. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so somebody tweeted it out and said, I think Christmas time gives Mariah Carey special powers or whatever. And she like <laughs> copied and pasted it and put LOL or whatever. So I shared it on my Twitter account because I retweeted her response. But it really is a remarkable, like, how is she doing? Like, it's like she does squats every day, I guess, and she just can sit. It's like a mime. You know how mimes can sit in a chair, but they're not, there's no chair? That's what she's doing. And she's signing and singing. Wow. Anyway, Mariah Carey's magic, you guys. That's amazing. All she wants oh, for Christmas I, I, is. I see this. I see a picture of it now. Tighter glutes. That's something. pretty crazy. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is glutes. That's what, that, that's what that song should be called. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that story. <laughs> And I, I just kept thinking, like, plot twist, they took the weight off of her legs. Like, they cut her legs off. <laughs> they panned back. automatic Mariah Carey pounds. is just a torso now. <laughs> you know, and it could be, I'm looking at it now, it could be that that dress was so tight that almost like it's creating this. Okay. Almost like this chair-like suction. You know, she's just kind of <laughs> pulling her down. Do chairs have a suction? What kind of chairs are you sitting in? <laughs> like, you know how you sit in a chair? Like the fabric. <laughs> and it has like a suction. <laughs> tension. Tension of the fabric. I don't know. That is pretty impressive. It is, isn't it? Mariah Carey's got strong uh, lower body. Yeah. She could probably bat 350. <laughs> Because it's all in your legs, right? The power's power's coming from your legs. Anyway, you go, Mariah. That's a great song. I don't care. That it is a great it's, song. All I want for Christmas. It's just a great song. Does she write it? No, there's no way she wrote it. I don't know. She um, has a, a lot of searching today on the internet for this show. There's no way she wrote it. Did I Mariah? Wrote it. I doubt it. I highly well, doubt we'll it. find but out. Right what, whoever did write it, I bet you that they've—that's the only song they've ever written, and they're still loaded from it. Because <laughs> can you imagine? There's a the couple bu- of those guys are like ooh, big writers. Oh, like they write, write everything. No, she did. She wrote it with Walter Afanasyev. Okay, she wrote it with someone. <laughs> did you say what now? Walter Afanasyev. Okay, he's the yeah. It says composers. Wow, that's great. Got, I bet that guy's got some credits. She wrote and produced the song. With Walter F. You know what? I'm, I take it all back, Mariah Carey. That's genius. I mean, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. That's a great song. It is a good song. It's become, it's a classic. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to, because there's so many Christmas songs, and they're about nostalgia and looking back and Nat King Cole and all that. So to make a song in the 90s that became part of culture, and it's considered, it's mm-hmm. played right alongside those, and it doesn't feel like you've missed anything, that's remarkable. And that she wrote it, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, not, I mean, that's pretty cool. That'd be a lifetime. Just, she's not just a pretty face and a chair-like <laughs> strength. She's more. <laughs> she's a deep person. So, uh, other things of importance happening in the world today. Yes. So the entire UT universe is imploded fire. last <sighs> week. Yes. Like if we thought it was possible, uh-huh. it was fascinating. It was What's like happening? watching a car. We're, nas- we're national news. Yeah, we were trending. We're still national news, I guess, because we're still. So we haven't looking. really, we haven't even talked since yeah. since the the Fulmer coup. Well, yeah, but like you know, again, what we're not talking about is the fact that like the whole Juwan Jennings thing and all. There's so many things that we happened talked about now. that last time. Yeah, Juwan but it said things on Instagram. We haven't gone into. I don't know. We said enough about Juwan Jennings. All right, and guys, I get it. You don't want to talk about he's Jennings. Reinstated. He's not coming back to school, is he? He's going to go to the draft, right? He was coming back to school. They they dismissed him from the program. Is he going to come back if we, we reinstate him? We don't know. There's that. no. That's what well, I'm saying. Yeah, if he's, he's, he's dis- no, he would go pro. He's he's got skills. He's to get dismissed, drafted. Johnny. We don't know. We don't know. You think Fulmer about brings it. him back? I want to think that. See, we're acting like Fulmer is the coach all of a sudden. Like well, he gets the choice to I mean, bring right him back. Right now, that's... he kind of is. Hoke isn't. 
He doesn't have the power that Philip Fulmer does. Guys, Philip Fulmer, this is, again, this is a fascinating story to me. Did you guys listen to the, the, the presser? Not only did I listen to it. Or watch yes, it. I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't get to watch it. I was on the road. I listened through the radio. I've heard that the, the woman, the chancellor, came Beverly. off as a little Bev. more. Davenport? Is that her name? I don't know. If that's don't a know. great chancellor name. If your name's Davenport, you've got to be the chancellor Hills? of something. I'm Bethany Davenport the third. Are the, do women get to she be did, the third? They didn't answer any good questions. Are there they any, just no? They were there. They, were they literally basic. just said yeah. Phil Fulmer is our AD. Her name is Bev. There Davenport. you go. Is is she a the third? Can can women be a junior or a third, the second or the third? Did women ever do that? Uh, well, there's Queen Elizabeth the second and all that, right? Yeah, but that's a royal thing. I don't know if that happens. It's not just in, a royal. thing. Well, no. So I just wonder if women, because like you said, royalty women do the name thing. Well, the know. deal is, so she's new too. Yes, she's she right. she replaced Jimmy Cheek, and so oh, right. yes, yeah. and apparently, apparently the whole deal. Okay, first off, the the Shiano coaching. Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about this, right? Yeah, we talked about Shiano. Okay, yeah, what had happened? Did, Somebody remind guys. I don't know what happened. We talked about week. mob mentality of the internet. Well, the last was time we talked about thing? was just Greg Shiano. Okay, so it had that just it. happened, yes. right? Yes, when this all happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since then, John Curry's been fired. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. correct. That's right. very, so that's, very that's the ADD new athletic story. director. And he tried former, to go rogue. He tried to go rogue and hire some. Uh, who was it? That wasn't approved by the Haslam's. No, nobody. They were completely him. inept. I love that we love the Haslam's that much. Like we need to make sure Haslam signs on this because he's doing so good for the Browns who haven't won a game right. this year. <laughs> we need to make sure he chooses our coach. Well, I think that that this is a. To me, from the things I'm reading, this yeah. is a bit of a backlash against whatever Haslam or anybody wants. Like yeah. that, that getting the program, you know, if people think that Fulmer or whomever will be his own man. They need somebody man. in there who knows the program well. Yeah. Who's going to, because at this point, the truth is, so much damage was done. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I'm not sure you should fire Curry or not. I'm not sure he did any, I don't know. But I, I, I know this. At that point, there was so much damage done. I didn't know how you're going to redeem it unless you point, just clear cut. You know, with all the garbage that's happened so far, I think UT fans really need a hero, and the only hero mm. that they could re- that they could put in charge at this point is yeah. Philip Fulmer or Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton's not up for it. But Peyton, apparently no, there's, there's some drama with that, with you Peyton the, Manning. Apparently Peyton Manning was uh, supportive of the Shiano hire. Yeah, he but was he's on not, he's, I don't he's know. Not, he don't want to own it. Nobody wants to own that. My favorite thing about the Shiano people is the media just hated on UT. They they impugned the character of a good man. Shiano was a good hire. Right. He would have been a great coach for that school. Blah, blah, blah. He turned Rutgers around. And meanwhile, all these coaching jobs came open. And Nobody, his name was mentioned right. for zero of right. them. Yeah. The, so I've like, heard a lot of guys say, forget about the scandal for a second. He yeah. would have been a bad hire for Tennessee because yeah. just because he's not, he's not a great yeah. head coach. I was hoping we would get uh, Gundy. Was it Gundy? Grundy? Yeah, yeah Gundy. Because he's just a character. Oklahoma States. He's like Ross Perot if he was a – yeah, he's like Ross Perot if he was a – no, I'm thinking of the other guy. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, the guy at Washington. The guy at Washington that did a three-minute Facebook video last week in a press conference because somebody asked him Advice a question about – he was getting married. Yeah. And he said, let me tell you something. And he goes on for three minutes about how – What's his name? Mike Leach. Is that Mike Leach. Oh, yeah. Leach. Gosh, it was so funny. I was like, this guy would he's be – He's funny. He'd be a character. You ever heard him talk about pirates? He's crazy. No, he he's, he's he's very funny. He's very funny. It's like somebody said he could come. He could live with the Vol Navy. Like you know, there's all these. Things oh right. 
Yeah. But yeah, and I don't know if he's still a possibility. But apparently, he's really that was the one was out. That was the that reason that Curry through. got fired because he went after Leach, and that was not a Haslam approved. And that was a great go. Choice. That was a great get. It like, was. It would have been a. And apparently, they were in contract stage. But it but felt like he was. These coaches have been using us to get more money from their oh, universities. Absolutely, all sure. over. Yeah. Well, Fulmer did say the one interesting thing that I did hear Fulmer say in the press conference is that. He thinks that coaches that have been talked to already mm-hmm. might feel differently now. Right. You know, implying now that Curry's out and I'm in, I'm going to go talk to those guys again. Well, Which about- makes me a little scared because Fulmer was for... Um, he was for two guys. He was for the... Uh, Somebody terrible. Shiano, He was I for Shiano, say. and he was also for the Don... Doran. 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 He wanted Doran. And yeah. that I don't want him to go talk to no, either. Of those I want guys. him to go get T. Martin and call it a day. T. Yeah. Martin is more T. Martin likely is, than anything. T. Right Martin now. is subtweeting the fire out of this. Have you seen some of his tweets? No, I no. haven't. Because I, I, I heard an interview where somebody said they did the USC game, and I was listening to it on the radio. On my, in the, in I mean, my he just won the Pac-12 championship, guys. And they I said, mean, they said, in. he goes, I talked to. They said we talked to T. Martin and said, has anybody from Tennessee reached out to you? And he said. Everyone in the state of Tennessee has reached out to me, <laughs> but Tennessee has not reached yeah. out to me. And I was like, and you could tell he was kind of like bothered mm. by yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little offensive. And so, and then I said, he retweeted something the other day where it was like, come home, T. Somebody was holding yeah, up a sign. And he retweeted that and I was like, he wants the job. Oh, dude. Speaking of coming home, I have, I'll be honest, I've paid little to no attention to uh, Frost. Is it Scott Scott Frost, Frost at UCF. Yeah. At UCF. I watched their, their final game the other yeah. day. And is it true that he took them from an zero and twelve season two years ago to literally a twelve and zero season? Dude, that's a great. That game was amazing, yeah. and, and then, that Memphis and, team was just nails too. They were yeah, great. it was a great game. I've paid no attention to Scott Frost until yeah. that moment, and then they it started coming out that he had taken the job at Nebraska, yeah. where he quarterbacked when they were amazing. Yeah, right. That was like twenty years ago, something right. like that. So that all started leaking in the middle of that UCF game. And so reporters tried to te- try to catch him as he was going into the locker room oh, with his, his team, saying, well, "Tell us about the Nebraska job." Tell us. He said, "I just want to go celebrate with my team." Yeah. And they kept prying, and he says, "No, really, I need to go celebrate with my team right now." And right. I was like, immediately fell in love with Scott Frost. I'm upset that he's not coming to UT. <laughs> when yeah. I want him so right. bad. Well, why would I, we? I thought he, he handled that so well. That Nebraska is his dream job, though. That's the one That's you want to come. He's What's, going home to his right. Like same with Team Martin, though. And that makes me happy too. It, I'm a little. I'm a little <laughs> on both sides of it. I love that he's going back to Nebraska. Both the worst. I'm I'm happy that he's going back to Nebraska because I remember when Nebraska was great and Oklahoma right. used to play Nebraska all the time because at the time they were in Big Twelve. Right, it's like and those not, were huge, just like awesome. awesome he's not games. running from like I think you got him all wrong. Okay, he doesn't regret this life you chose for him. Okay, but these faces and these places they're getting old, <laughs> so he's going home. <laughs> but I think that's what T Martin wants to be. He wants like I brought you the only championship in the past fifty years. Okay. Like, the last time UT had a championship before him was, like, the former years, when it was, like, you know what I'm saying? It was the 50s. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, like, I was that guy. He's the guy that won the championship, and everybody assumes that doesn't know UT football that, that it was did. Peyton Manning. Yeah. They go, yeah, y'all won that championship with Peyton Manning. It was supposed to be a rebuilding no, year. Wrong go. Right, it was a rebuilding year. And so, crazy. And we had Jamal Lewis injured, too. Like, we had no Peyton. We had our running back we lost for the year, and we still did it. It was, an, it was a crazy season. But anyway... For him to come home and turn us around, and the fans would be way more, they would give him way more latitude. They give him all the latitude in the world. Yeah. Here's the thing he's an incredible recruiter. 
Incredible. Yeah. He's got a name for himself for that. And he's a good he's a good uh he's a good uh play caller yeah. so as well Dane was giving me a signal there it wasn't like <laughs> I just lost my <laughs> he's good, he's I good. was calling plays uh, for John yeah. right now <laughs> John had to call an audible <laughs> no I, I I actually now there's talks of Les Miles as head coach right. with T as office and coordinator and he'll be the heir apparent that would be something yeah. unless mm-hmm. you know, if let, Les did not have control of the timeouts <laughs> I would be okay with it like he's famous for terrible clock management yeah. But he's somebody who I think is a good coach and doesn't get credit for it. I think he'd be a good coach here. But he does have a lot of like, what was he thinking kind of moves that's happening in games. We've already had a lot of those. Yeah. yeah I, we have. I don't like that. <laughs> Need I remind you of the chart? Like the finding, finding a way to lose a game. He, Les Miles has had some of those moments. But at the same time, man, those LSU teams won 9 and 10 games every year. They won every year yeah. 9 and 10 games. It just wasn't enough for them. You know. Yeah. I I. I I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going we're to watch this story closely, though. I can oh, guarantee our yeah. listeners that. We're going to stay Palmer's on top of it. it. And, it's uh, amazing that he's come in because did you, he was seen as kind of a bumbling person on the way out. Right. And he, like, he, wasn't, he didn't leave in great life. Like he had this great winning percentage, but people were just like, well, yeah, but whatever. And like we would kill for that winning percentage now. Uh-huh. We, you know, we'd love to have that leadership now. Did you guys hear his final, his like closing statement in that press conference? <laughs> it was just like a dud. It was this big like moment of like I'm back and I was at UT when they were great. Yeah. At their peak. Yeah, right. And so all UT fans are listening and watching, like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. here. And he says, Now let's just go have fun winning championships. Oh. And it was this like, oh, you could have ended on such right. a stronger note, man. Now get out there and win one for the Gipper. Let's, my favorite yes. one of my favorite interviews ever <laughs> with George Bush, uh George W. Uh, the second Bush was when he was at a golf course and he was being interviewed about like the crisis in the Middle East. He was like, we're not going to stand for this. He was like, this is not about oil. This is about freedom. And we're over there. We're going to make a difference. He goes, we will not stand for some leader that's going to bully us. This is what the United Nations is for. And they were okay. And he goes, now watch me drive this ball. And he turned around and hit the golf ball. There's a clip of this. <laughs> it was like, he didn't know how to finish it. And he was getting ready to swing anyway. When the guy walked up and he was like, now watch me drive this ball. <laughs> you just go, dude, you just could have said that to yourself. You're the president. Yeah, I'm glad we don't have a president doing stupid oh, stuff like that goodness. anymore. Oh. Presidents have learned to control themselves since mm. then. Mm. <laughs> no, that's funny. And with that, we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun times this uh, week. Well, it's a fun episode. We, yeah. we, uh, we tackled everything. Oh, yeah. I think everything that matters was... uh, We solved everybody's... I would like to make a little plug because I I got an interesting email in the middle of this episode. Oh. And I can't be 100%... Honest, forthright. Dang, that's what the problem. The information is. <laughs> I can't be honest. About I can't things. announce what it is, but okay. we just we're we're on a tour mm. next year, early next year, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't tell you who's on that tour mm. yet. This is, but it's pretty cool. This is valueless Especially, information. I'll say it's pretty cool. I'll, that's all I can say because okay. I've been instru- I've I've been given the gag order, but I can't I can't wait for this tour. So does their name rhyme annou- with so run? Stay and tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Runs it will and be goes. super awesome. Is this? It's so, a big deal. I'll say that for for the circle that mm. my band runs in, it's a big deal. Okay, for the circle your band runs in. Are you looking for a comedian for this tour? Mm. I think you would bomb every night on this. I tour. have nothing I could offer to this tour. Dude, that, show some faith, bro. It's just I got the goods. Are dude. they going to have a speaker at the end of the night? No. Dang it. That's uh, such, that's such a big difference between like. 
someone who's club to- touring and co- and like Christian touring. Like, there's always like a, yeah, a no. like a spot for a speaker or a comedian. Not in, necessarily, in a, but I'm big ones. I'm big. But Christian there's comedians. Tours. There's comedians that open for secular artists all the time. That's how a lot of people got their start. You know, open for you know big artists like Lionel Richie and things. I know, like Eddie Murphy used to open for Gladys really? Knight. Just take that. Johnny on the yeah. tour, man. How much does he have to beg? Yeah. It's fine. You would do well. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. You, it's, you would. Yeah, it's your right. I've never done. Slay yeah, I've never night. performed comedy for secular audiences. You're right. I'm just gen- <laughs> vanilla and just generic. <laughs> salty. And, I'm sorry, grief. Johnny. I didn't mean what I How said. How dare you, Dane, Dane? I like to say that I'm just happy for you and not for what it does for myself. Bro, as somebody who's not take, <laughs> as somebody who's not taking a personality test and probably never will, that's like that's three talk from you. You're talking. Talk. You're talking like a three. Okay. If my wife were here right you now, need get, you need to get on my level. <laughs> I think I'm I can't high. wait to find out what you are. I'm a high seven. <laughs> I don't even know if seven's good. It's probably terrible. <laughs> it means like the higher it is, you're closer you are to being a serial killer. Or my guess is, is you're going to be close to whatever I am. Really? On some things. It's, yeah. uh, just regardless, like it's going to be a, like it's a worse, like a worse be something you already know about myself. No, I just think get ready for that. I do think if I went to a therapist, okay, and I've thought about it. But I think if I went to a therapist, I would spend the entire first hour just sharing everything I know that's wrong with me <laughs> and my understanding of it. And then he would just sit there totally motionless and just quiet. And then he would go, yep. Hey, yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll be $85. And then I would just go home. Yeah. I, I think I know, probably... I know what my issues are. I really do. But, but isn't I just that don't, therapeutic, I don't, though? I don't, like care, to, all I don't care to fix any of them. Well, I'll say this. Okay, okay. Let me say this, Dane. I had a very similar reaction to this that you did, except way worse. I don't like to be categorized. I don't like to be. I'm fine with being categorized. I just already know what the category is. No, that's what I'm saying. Here's the deal: jerk store. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) sure. But and my wife and I actually had an argument about it. We'll talk about it when she comes on. But so is are you argumentative? Is that your personality type? No, but the deal is, I'm. I was insecure because it was boxing me in. I don't like to be boxed in and labeled one thing because it would be a question like, are you are you um, insecure, fearful, and this and that in certain situations? Well, yeah. Right. Are you courageous, bold, and this? And, and they're the opposite. In certain, I was like, yeah. yeah. I don't like those So I finally questions. just started answering yes because they were – and it turns out that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like six is very much like that. You're different things for different situations okay. and that if if certain numbers have like a very clear voice making decisions for them right. in their head, a six has a committee. And, and 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 I begin to realize things about myself about how I look for others. You have a committee in your head. Yeah, like I make decisions by because to me it's all about systems and have it's you all seen about the movie split multiple so, personalities. Yeah, yes, I but have. I don't like questions like that too. That they're tricky. Like, have you ever used Splenda or PCP? Like, that's not. <laughs> don't. I don't not going to answer this. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm. It's going to be fun when we get there. It's going to be yeah. fun because I do think I do think it's important. Yeah. To know some things about yourself, it has helped. You me. already knew those things about yourself. No, I really didn't. You did. No one had ever specified you did because like you're not a moron. You knew those things about yourself. So people who want to learn more about themselves are morons. Is that what you're saying? Oh, people dang. who don't know the things that are asked in those questions about themselves are morons. What if somebody around you uh-huh. thought there'd be things about you that you would be better for for discovering that perhaps you can't see? My argument is that I already know those things about myself, and I would argue if you knew them about yourself. What? You argue what? I would argue that if you truly knew those things about yourself, and if I truly knew You'd things begin about myself, to grow as a things person. would be different in my life. I'm going to change yeah. because of what I've learned. See, I'm like you. I, I thought think, I knew everything. Here's what I think those those tests are great for. They're great for the people around you. They're that, great because they didn't know 
all of those things about you. And they know how to now manipulate you because oh, of it. Oh, manipulate. Oh put you, then now Laura can put you in a box. Doesn't your wife love you? Maybe that's why you want me to take this test. Oh, so you want to figure out how to further control me. They, there's no controlling you. This really got, crap. This really got intense. <laughs> Gosh. Community guys. Dane just got demoted so, to a two. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. No, it'll be fun when we get there. Let's uh, everybody go download Dane's. Not download. Sorry. Go, download to go to Facebook and, and share it. Search, like it, classic, share it. Classic Christmas Dane, medley. Just pay the fees and start selling it. Boost that. I'm just can't kidding. pay those fees. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare to do. Uh, and it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about more Christmas stuff next week. Mm. And um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll all continue to get a little better. Favorite Christmas movie? We'll end on this. Johnny, go. John, go. Christmas Vacation. Wow. Oh, yeah. Christmas That's coming vacation. on tonight. Is it really? Yeah, on a Freeform. Oh, oh I'm, I know mine is Muppet Christmas Carol all day. Oh, yes. It's so a great good. one. My favorite is Home Alone 2. What? Yeah. Two, huh? And Home Alone 2. I love Home Alone 1, too, but Home Alone 2 is... Because it has Donald Trump in it? Good cameo. <laughs> I will say this too. Andrew Wharton is Joe Pesci in those movies. Of and course. and you are uh what's his face? I don't remember his actual name. Daniel, oh. Daniel Stern. Yes, you are Daniel Stern. <laughs> I'm not thin enough to be Watch I'm, it, I'm thinking of Andrew Wharton as I'm, Joe Pesci and Johnny is I'm gangly oh and hunched gosh. over, but I'm not like thin. I, I just can. thought of the video for next year's Covenant Sunday. Andrew Wharton as Joe Pesci and yeah. you as what's his name? We're the Wet Bandits trying to break <sighs> sticky in. Bandits. Sticky Bandits. Oh, is it Sticky Bandits now? Number two. They, we'll call they it, turn into Sticky Bandits. We'll call it Church, Church Alone. I And he, the cops is C. <laughs> okay. I love Home Alone too. <laughs> well, all right. All right, well. Guys, y'all have a Merry, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. We'll see you next week on Talk About That. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.